Greetings, friends of the Rocking Cast. For this episode, we're going to cover Seeds and Weeds from the book Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. As many of you know, we've been doing a series of podcasts on the work of Mr. Shetty, and I'm sort of highlighting some of the little kernels and nuggets of that book. The book is transformative, it's good, it's approachable, and if you apply its lessons, I think you can really improve your life. I think this is one of these books that I'm going to keep at my bedstand, and I'll not only read once, I'll read several times, because there's just so much to unpack in this book. I'm only doing seven episodes, but you can really spend a year studying the book and and the concepts and philosophies behind it. Um, Shetty was a monk for three years, and he clearly obtained some incredible wisdom, but what makes him so powerful is his ability to translate what he's learned and to share it with other people. And so one concept he talked about was the concept of seeds and weeds in our daily life. So he said, what is a seed? A seed that is something that if you plant, you create something good like shelter or fruit, like a tree, like a seed. We all know what a seed is. What is a weed? A weed is something that if you don't do something, it just sort of grows, it constricts, and it's negative. Generally, you don't want weeds. And there are some things that can become weeds if not properly tended, and other things can grow and become incredibly beautiful if they're consistently managed and pruned and supported. We're going to focus on those two broad categories, seeds and weeds. Now, this is something that I really hadn't thought about a lot um, as I reached my own middle age, but it's something that I've really thought about a lot, especially a lot, and especially in these last couple of years, is what are these little things that we can do on a daily basis that really can meaningfully improve our lives, transform our ability to achieve what we want? and to basically use our gifts in the way that we were intended. As many of you know, I love the work of Marcus Aurelius. and He's constantly talking about, do what is in your nature. We gravitate towards, according to Aurelius, that which we are naturally gifted at. We are repelled by that which we are not naturally good at. Well, why do we struggle then with doing what's in our nature? Why is it so hard to reach a state where we feel like we've obtained or we have achieved what we actually want to achieve? Well, there's a lot of reasons why that happens. And I think in particular, one of the reasons why this happens is is that I don't think we have a lot of good cultural touchstones in our own culture that really accurately guide us. You know, we live in a consumer-driven culture, which basically says, if you get a lot of stuff, or a car, or, or a gadget, you're going to be happy. Well, that's, that's just not true. We all know that to be true. Um, some of us know it better than others. But I think more deeply, and more importantly, it's this question of time. I think we're so busy, we're so stressed, we're so active, that we don't have the time to think about where we are, where we are emotionally, and where we are physically. And here Shetty says something very wise. He, and I found myself various times in my life thinking about that too, the whole wish syndrome. I wish this. I wish I had more time. I wish I had a different car. I wish I lived in a different location. Wish, 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 wish. 
And Shetty basically grounds us and says, wish is code for, I don't want to do the work. And we're going to unpack that a little bit as to why that's so important. But we're also going to get even to a, dig a little bit deeper and talk about why we're not doing the work. Because I think we all know, like, for example, if we are um, overweight or we want to get in better shape, that we need to work out more. Or that if we don't have enough money, we need to physically work for work more, right? I mean, these are, these are things that we, we kind of already know. It's as if you're rowing across the Atlantic Ocean and you're getting tired and the person's calling you on, we just need to row more, right? Well, you know that. So I'm not trying to annoy you, but what I'm trying to do is ask, think about, well, why is it that we're not doing the work? Why are we existing in this state of constant angst, of wishing and wanting without actually doing? And here, I think that's why his metaphor of seeds and weeds is so powerful. And we're going to think about how we cultivate the seeds in our life and how we avoid the weeds. Well, let's think about a little bit, first of all, what is a seed? Well, we know what the actual seed is. The seed is something you put in the ground and it grows, right? Uh, and so let's talk about what he means by seed. At least I think it's what I think he means by seed. Is seeds are things that are either positive emotions or acts. Notice emotions and acts. And he likes to sort of separate the two a lot of times. And actually I do too. And the things that you do that create abundance, gratitude and joy in the present and into the future that will renown not only to your benefit, but to others. Those are seeds. I think of my hero, Weston Noble. He planted seeds over the course of an amazing life where he lived over 90 years. And we are still harvesting the joy, the beauty, the happiness, the music, that he planted throughout the course of his life. Those are seeds, seeds of abundance, seeds of joy, seeds of gratitude. What are weeds? Weeds are these negative emotions, anger, blame, resentment, and the acts associated with weeds. Hitting someone, drinking too much, doing drugs, things that when you repeatedly do will create negativity, will create um, sadness, will create scarcity, will create stress. These are weeds. And so that basic framework, seeds and weeds, here Shetty is just a lot of the stuff, what he tells you, it's like, well, duh, of course we want to cultivate these daily things, plant the good stuff and avoid the bad stuff, duh. But how often do we actually do that? And I think that's where we get into the work of Aristotle, James Clear, and Jesus. And I'm gonna be a little hard on Jesus. Now, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be apocryphal. I'm, I'm a Christian, but I am gonna, I'm gonna think about and respond to something that I said, because I'm gonna disagree with Jesus. <laughs> That's a little chutzpah, I know, but 
I'm going to, I'm going to take Jesus to task. So, but, but stay tuned. So I think one of the reasons why we, even though we, we know we sort of have to plant seeds, we have to exercise to have health. We have to eat healthy food to feel healthy. Um, and that we need to avoid bad stuff like lack of sleep and anger and resentment is that I don't think we've really learned something as a culture um, that I think the classics did know. And particularly here we come across the work of Aristotle, which I'm gonna do one on Aristotle. Like I'm not a philosopher, but what I love about Aristotle is, is I really, I obviously always knew who Aristotle was, but there's a positive psychology um, uh, uh, podcast. I think it's called The Happiness Lab with Lori Santos out of Yale University. And she brought in a classics expert who talked about Aristotle as a practical guide to living. And one of the things this particular professor out of Yale said was really struck home with me because I think if you use the, the simple screening tool in terms of what, whether you should be doing something or not and how it affects your identity, you'll make a huge change in your life. Um, Aristotle says we are what we repeatedly do. Well, how does that translate into anything? Well, I mean, you know, I think of, for example, alcohol. I lived in a state of denial for a long time that I had an issue with alcohol. Well, why was that? Well, because I wasn't Nicolas Cage in Las Vegas, right? I wasn't like on a street corner somewhere with a bottle of gin <clears throat> yelling crazily out at the world. I wasn't, you know, getting OWIs. I wasn't coming home. You know, I wasn't drinking during the day. I didn't have any of these hallmarks, what I perceived to be, to be the real alcoholics. Well, think about with your use of something like alcohol. Is that a seed or is that a weed? Well, I think it's, I think it's definitely a weed. And if we apply the Aristotle test, even though I didn't, ever think about myself as an alcoholic it's hard, it's hard to say that but aristotle says we are what we repeatedly do and every single day i drink alcohol like a bottle of wine so what does that make me that makes me a drinker of alcohol that makes me an alcoholic that's what i was now, I still drink a little bit because we're going to talk a little bit. I'm going to craft out my own little exception for just a little bit that I think is the product of planting a lot of seeds. So I'm not telling you to be a monk. So um, if you see me having a beer, like down at Big Grove, don't think I'm like going on some big bender because I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to justify that, okay? So but think about alcohol use in terms of a seed or weed and you apply it to your own life in terms of the need to change it, what good does it do? Well, it does give you a little buzz in the moment. It does that. You can have some bonding, right? If you're, if you're with friends and family. So it can have elements of a seed occasionally, but if you do it every single day, what is it gonna do? It's gonna cause you to lose money. For most people, that's a bad thing. It is going to cause you stress. Yeah, stress because you're not gonna sleep as well. It's gonna cause you potentially anger and blame because you are gonna get into more arguments than you otherwise would most likely because it's disinhibitory. And it is not gonna create um, abundance for you in the future 
Have you ever heard anyone say like, oh, my life was really great when I was sober and I got up every morning, then I started getting blitzed and life just opened up for me. Now, sometimes people say that it's a little bit of a social lubricant. Yeah, so there can be some moments where you have that, but nine times out of 10, right? We're operating in basic frameworks here, people. It's, it's a weed. And these are the things you want to avoid. But I don't want this to be like some sort of Alcoholics Anonymous episode. That's not my goal. What I'm trying to think about is what are those positive things that create abundance, joy, and happiness? Those are the seeds. And what are the negative things? Anger, blame, and hitting someone, the negative acts. And these are the sorts of things that we think about in terms of the seeds versus weeds. And we think about that which we are repeatedly do. Well, what, what's, an, what's another easy seed that we can find in our own life? Sleep. Sleep is a seed. Sleep is awesome. And you don't need to feel guilty about getting eight hours of sleep. Because sleep, what does it does? It restores. It recharges. It rejuvenates. It allows you to start the day fresh. It allows you another seed, which is time so that you can get up really early in the morning to create podcasts for your friends and your family. And can you sleep as well with alcohol? No, you can't. So that would unquestionably be a seed. Now, some things are both seeds and some things are weeds. And there's optimization points to that. I think food is one. We need food to live. That's certainly good. That's a seed. But if we eat too much of it, it becomes a weed. It makes us fat. We spend too much money. It makes us unhealthy. So other things can be seeds and can be weeds depending upon optimization. I think exercise, same thing. Exercise to a certain point, a certain amount of stress to the body is good. Uh, but if you exercise too much, it can be a weed. So you may say like, this is just obvious. But I think this is something I really struggled with. And here I'm going to criticize Jesus a little bit. Um, you know, Jesus, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I, I believe, totally believe in Jesus. But I am going to criticize something him said, and I'm actually going to support James Clear here over Jesus, because I think James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, and I'm going to do several on Atomic Habits too, because I think they're so good. Because it gets into this why question. We all know we need to do these positive things, duh. And we all know we need to do the negative things, double duh. Well, then why don't we do that? Because I think that as a culture and as people, and certainly it was true with me, is that we, we so often think of um, these things just in the abstract, like I could just wish, like I'm just going to intention myself into the universe and what I want. And I'm just going to think positively and stuff's just going to happen. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to let the winds of fate dictate what happens, what, what my boss does, what my spouse does, and I'm just going to sort of sit there. But Clear really takes Aristotle one step further in Atomic Habits, and he basically says something very profound, and I'm going to say this repeatedly in the podcast. Each act that you do on a daily vote basis is a vote on who you will become, and connect that with Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. And here, this is so profound. This, these two simple truths are so profound. If you want to become a podcaster, what should you do? You should do acts 
associated with being that. If you want to become an actor, you should do daily acts that further that identity. If you want to be a writer, well, you got to write on a daily basis to further your identity as a writer. And these are, this is simple truth, I think is something that's so often lost and, and clear helps us explain why we don't do these things. Why don't we become the person that we were meant to be? Well, the reason why that is, is because we try to like put the pot roast and eat it all at the same time. We try to stuff too much food in our mouth and chew. What happens if you do that? You literally gag. And I think in particular, we do that with our activities, with our, with our friends, uh, with everything. We're just running around like a chicken with our heads cut off. And we don't have the time to allot for these daily acts of renewal and restoration and focus. And we can find that time, especially if we unlock our mornings, and especially if we get enough sleep. So I think that's my take home for you today is get your sleep, get up early and start writing down what you wanna be. And then clear uses the word atomic that we break these into little tiny pieces. So if you wanna get into shape, seven minute Tabata people, seven minutes, you don't have seven minutes, a yoga mat in seven minutes. You want more rest and relaxation, meditation, do a little Wim Hof breathing, calm your mind, do a little box breathing where you're inhaling for four seconds through your nose, breathe through your nose and you're holding your breath for four seconds and then you're exhaling for four seconds and then you're in an exhaled state waiting for four seconds. You can't do that for five minutes. You know, yesterday we talked about the word of, of pitch, pitch not, han, how cool is that? the great bell chant, that's like seven minutes on Spotify. You can do that and you can recover. And that gets to this why question. Why don't we do the things that we do? Because of guilt and because we don't understand that it's not either or, we need to recover. So one of the reasons why we're not doing these little small acts, one, we don't have a compass, but two, we feel guilty about resting. Yeah, we do. And, you know, you see all those happy charger people on Facebook, you know, they're going to Hawaii and taking all these nice vacations. And you're like, holy cow, where do they find the time? Well, these people, I know a lot of these people. I don't do this, by the way, but I want to be like them. Well, what are they doing? They're, they're hard charging people. And they know that it's okay to take the time off and to plan the time off to be able to recover. And my guess is those people that are in Hawaii and, and they're not just total gluttons, some of them are. But you know what? They don't feel guilty about recuperation on a daily basis. And they don't feel guilty about restoration because you, in order to work, you need to rest. So take your weekends off, and don't work. But then during the week, get your ass in work. And during the day, work. But during, take many breaks throughout the day. Don't be afraid to take an hour and a half off for lunch. Now you may say, I don't have that kind of control at my workplace. Okay, that's fine, you don't. But maybe during your workplace, when you do have time off, are you looking at your cell phone? Are you looking at you know, here Lifecraft a little bit, Jobcraft? Do you need to check Facebook? Can you unplug during that 30-minute break you have? Can you do a little micro-meditation for five minutes? Yeah, there are daily things that you can do 
to help yourself recover so you can be more productive. And here, I am going to finally be a little bit hard on Jesus here. So, um, you know, say a prayer for me. I, I'm hoping Jesus doesn't get mad at me here. But I think theology, what is it? It's the act of thinking about God. So it's okay to think about what he had said. Because maybe in the grand scheme of things, if you ever think about that, he's just trying to be a provocateur and that we're to think about like the opposite of what he's actually trying to say. But he says, um, if he had, and here's the concept of a seed. And this is why I quoted it in the first thing. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move hence and yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible unto you. That's from Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. So here, I think to some degree, I agree with Jesus in the sense that in order to do the daily act of going where you want to go, it is true. You do have to believe that it is going to bear fruit or otherwise you're not gonna do the work. So you're not gonna go through these daily acts of gratitude and positivity and planting these seeds if you don't ultimately think it's gonna bear the fruit. And that is the ability to be able to move the mountains in your own life. So here I believe, I, you know, I, I, I believe Jesus here and I'm, I'm agreeing with him. But where I'm disagreeing with Jesus is, I think so often we think about the big things that we want in our life, that it's just sort of, hey, I'm gonna will it into existence just by wishing for it. And here we connect back to the work of Shetty. You can't wish anything. Nothing happened with a wish. You have to do the work. And that's why I love Shetty is that he's like, hey, do the work. And if it's overwhelming, then just break it down. If you don't have time that you need to do the work, then declutter your time to the extent that you can. And remember, you're saying, well, I can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. Because what is the act of decluttering? Decluttering is the act of removing things that you don't need, that aren't essential. So in your own time, you got to live. So you got to work. You got to have a job. Well, you don't have control over that. You got to make money. But other things where you can, you know, maybe a volunteer opportunity or like a board, like people, I'm sorry for people that are on boards, but unless you're retired, <clears throat> that there is just too much time. There's other ways that you can serve. Do discrete acts of service. Um, on social media, online, how much TV are you watching? I think TV is sort of a seed and a weed. It can be a seed when you're with your family, when you're learning something, when you're relaxing. It's, it's totally a seed. But it comes a weed if you're watching that seventh episode while you're hazed up on alcohol, right? So just be mindful as your day-to-day -day things, as you're thinking about these little seeds or weeds. You know, and the other thing too, is you're like, oh my God, this is so much structure. I can't handle it. I don't want structure. I just like to be spontaneous. Well, keep in mind that one of the things I love about the seeds and weeds metaphor is that if you don't plant the seeds, the weeds are going to grow. So if you don't like the structure, well, tough crap, you're going to have weeds. You're going to have weeds. So you either have seeds or you have weeds. And so it's up to you to set up a series of systems that make you in a positive emotional state. So Wow, Shetty just, he's the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm telling you, he has created a lot of and planted a lot of seeds that you and I are harvesting together. And in particular, as it relates to these emotional acts, I think that's one of the other things in terms of these little seeds that you plant, your emotional say, states can be counteracted by the acts that you do and vice versa. When you do something, you feel differently. And we'll do probably our final episode tomorrow 
on this question of we are not what we what we feel. Emotions are things that we experience based upon acts that we do. So that's going to sort of be our grand finale tomorrow. Is this question of um, you know that your emotions and little different things that you can do related to your emotions, how important they are, and the various acts associated with those emotions. So friends, my goal with this podcast was to have these short, little, discreet, little shetty, little shetty grams of insight from Think Like a Monk. I hope you have the opportunity to actually read the book. Don't order the online version. Get the book. Get your pen out and just mark the hell out of this book. But most importantly, apply it because, oh, whoops, I swore. My sister's going to be mad at me, but you know, I made it through almost to the end of the podcast. So hopefully she won't be too mad at me that I swore. But mark it up because this does have the ability to significantly transform your well-being as you go about your day-to-day acts um, related to you. Well, this has been my seed for the day. I hope you find it useful. I hope it finds something that you can use in your own life. I hope that you will plant your own seeds of positivity today. As always, infinite gratitude to each one of you who has tuned in. Please do continue to spread the word of what we're trying to achieve here on the RockyCast. Um, we're so appreciative for the time that you spend. If you have topics or ideas that you'd like me to cover, send an email to me at rockycast.gmail.com and stay tuned for future episodes. They're not all going to be about like Think Like a Month. We're going to be doing one on the submariner Bob Hunt. We're going to be doing more on U.S. Grant. We're going to be doing more on fasting, chock full of all these various topics that I find interesting and that I want to share with you. Those are my seeds that I have planted today, and I hope you will find them as useful in your own life as I did in putting this content together for you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time on the Rockney Cast.